0: Hello there. This is Olivia from OnSign
1: Podcast. This is Nadia from the Relativity Podcast, and you're listening to Discussing Who.
0: Enjoy!
2: The Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I am Kyle Jones, and for the first time in probably several episodes, don't know how many it's been, but it's been a few, Shannon Perry. Welcome
0: back. Thank you. Happy to be here. So
2: what's been going on with you? Anything interesting?
0: Let's see. I'm heading up to a ghost town soon to do some audio recording. So that'll be fun. And so I hope to see you again at the end. <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. There's some old mining towns in uh, Western Washington that we're going to head up and check one out called Monte Cristo.
2: So I have to ask you before we move forward. I made a joke on Facebook for you. I think it was yesterday. And I am, I think, the king of corny jokes. And you said Louder Milk, and I said I prefer my milk quiet. And we kind of settle somewhere between the two. What is Louder Milk? It's
0: a TV, it's a show on Netflix right now with the guy from Office Space, whose name I cannot remember. Ah, okay. Yeah.
2: So it wasn't what you thought. No.
0: I still like, I like that actor very much, so I was a little disappointed.
2: Well, you know what I'm not disappointed in? I'm not disappointed in the fact that I get to say, welcome back, Clarence Brown. Hey,
1: live from the bedroom. How are you guys doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Discussing Who After Dark. After Dark.
1: <laughs> no, man, I'm, How are
2: you, my friend? I'm How are you? Doing
1: great. Glad to be on with you guys.
2: Yes, indeed. Discussing Who. But this week, unfortunately, we'll be discussing Who without Lee Shackelford. But Lee will be back soon, and as always, Shannon, absolute pleasure. This is the first time the three of us have ever been on just the three of us, so this is kind of cool. Missing Lee, of course, as always, but cool to have you nonetheless.
0: Happy to be here.
2: So everybody, let's just go ahead and get into it. I don't have any feedback. I don't have any news. So I'm going to do a abbreviatedly condensed, and I'm making it up on the absolute go, spoiler warning, so I'm going to say, if you have not seen the San Diego Comic Con panel and trailer for the Doctor Who Series 13, go out to YouTube, watch it, come back, because from this moment forward, spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers.
0: Spoilers? What well, spoilers? And I killed Sparky,
2: too main segment. We've got the spoiler warning out. So Shannon, I want to go back because we've never actually talked to you on the air about Series 11, Series 12. So as what I usually call summary view, I'm going to give to you this time. Series 11, Series 12. What did you think overall? Did you like? Yeah,
0: you know, I was super excited. I loved Broadchurch, and so when I found out that Jodie Whittaker was taking over the role of the Doctor, I was so super excited. And I think she's a wonderful doctor. She was great. from She was great from the jump, like funny, light, brilliant. I, I just think she makes a wonderful doctor and I, I love her in that role. Some of the storylines I have been a little less excited about. Um, I think I'm a pretty big fan of Stephen Moffat. So it was a little bit of a shift to go to Chris Chibnall. Like I said, I love Broadchurch, so I, I, I had high hopes. I've mostly loved it. I think I actually like it a little better than than y'all, because <laughs> there seems to be some concern amongst you about the preachiness of it. I don't mind it as much. I don't find it quite so bad. But yeah, I I, I miss Stephen Moffat to a, to a certain extent for sure. But I love this mm. this group of companions are wonderful. They're awesome, and I and I adore Jodie Whitaker, So
2: yes, I mean, yeah, we do have issues, but this is. Not to hear to rehash the issues. We're going to get into what may be coming because I'm actually a little bit excited. Is,
1: is, is it mostly Cal Jones with the issues? I mean, come on. Let's is be that, real. Answer the question. Fair. That's a
2: fair and, point. And, and, seriously, answer your own <laughs> answer your own question.
1: Is it? No, I, I mean, I, I feel like some of the preaching this gets to me as well, but I think I may be less harsh on it than than uh, you are. So it's just so different, I think, is one of my main arguments mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for the last two seasons.
2: You know, I think Shannon hit on something that I maybe have kept harping on about Murray Gold, but I've never thought of it from the absence of Moffitt. Yeah. You know, I keep referencing, we don't have Murray Gold's fantastic music, <laughs> but we also don't have Stephen Moffitt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely.
2: Yeah. But I have to admit... And we're going to insert the trailer here for everyone listening.
0: I'm the doctor. This is Ross. This
1: is Dan. Oh, why? Uh... Hiya. You're hiding something. any questions no see you soon
2: so we've listened to the trailer we've all seen the trailer i want to get first impressions on the trailer clarence i want to start with you first impressions
1: on the trailer what did you think I don't think there was a lot in the trailer. <laughs> I watched it several times when it first came out, and I, I just didn't see a lot for me to to try to piece together where I think the season is going. Now, what I can say that a few shots from the trailer, I thought there were some pretty neat looking special effects shots. So I think one with them... I think it was Yaz and the doctor hanging off of something flying through space. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, a few, and there was another with, with Jodie Whittaker and the, the background looked very dynamic. So I, it made me wonder, but I'm not sure if they were maybe using something like the Mandalorian volume. Not sure on that, but that just kind of had me speculating if they were. Uh, but, you know, some of the special effects shots in the trailer were interesting. But other than that, um you know, we see uh, uh, Dan Lewis and John Bishop a few times. So I-, I don't know. I really have no idea where they're going with this new season other than uh, if we're piggybacking off of, you know, where we ended at the end of the last season where, you know, it kind of broke Doctor Who for everybody. <laughs> well, for most people, it didn't break for me. I- I'm wondering if if we're going to go deeper in that direction. But who knows? I mean, I honestly didn't pick up much from the trailer. What about you guys?
0: Same, you know, the, and their trailers are sort of infamously vague. I think yeah. <laughs> they don't want to give much away. I like that it looked like there was some good funnies coming up. Like, I love the moment where I think it's the John Bishop character goes whoomp in the background. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Mandeep Gill says, I can't. <laughs> Hey, Hey Dan, yeah. <laughs> it looks great. And then, you know, her saying it the as she rushes off. Any questions? Okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like it's going to have a nice light touch, and and I have always loved that about the doctor. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. But I have to echo Clarence. There was just not a lot to go on.
2: Well, I'm going to agree with both of you, I, I, and it's like what you guys said. You can't show too much in a trailer. I mean, you can't lay out. What's going to happen? That defeats the purpose of watching, if you know every beat from the trailer. yeah,
1: And, the, and, the, Honestly, and that was just a tealer, the teaser, though. Right. That was, right. Te- Indeed,
2: yeah. it, it was just a teaser. But I will tell you what I picked up on and something you guys just mentioned that made more of an impact for me than, than going and seeing the panel. Just the panel highlighted it. I think the standout ca- character this season is going to be Yaz. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to have some time to shine that she didn't get in these
1: last two seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've definitely flirted with Yaz uh, playing more of a doctor-ish role. So I, I, I definitely see this season her taking on a lot more responsibility since she's had two seasons in her you know, role with the doctor it's going to be interesting to see a, a new companion come on mm-hmm. and see how she is sort of their liaison to the happenings right. of everything Doctor.
2: So let me ask you guys this question, and this is no way, shape, form, or fashion intended to be a knock at, at Bradley Walsh or Thompson Cole, but watching this interaction between them and the panel, I wanted to just sit there and watch them as the actors interact with each other. I was entertained by that, which made me then excited to see them as their characters. Mm-hmm. Every time I saw the four of them being the previous film cast, I didn't get that same feeling that I got from Interesting. them. Did you guys feel that, or did you notice that, or am I just reading into something?
0: I will say that I it turned to Richard, my partner, and said, They touch each other a lot. Like you could see them reach out and touch each other, you know. Yeah. And sort of like to just in a in a very friendly way. And I just thought, Oh, that's so sweet. Yes. You know, you don't do that with somebody that you don't genuinely care about and enjoy. So I, I, I loved that.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems like uh Dan Lewis, I think that's his name, if I'm mm. saying it but but it seems like he has a since he is a comedian, first of all, he has a very personable um attitude uh personality and um it just seems like even even though he's like new to all of this he does have sort of this very i don't know if magnetic is the word but kind of i just want to sit in a bar and talk to you type of Mm -hmm, attitude mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and you know from the the moment he first started talking it felt like that he was right at home and i was right at home seeing him you know talk about the show now it may be different when we see the actor, <laughs> uh, as, as John Bishop, it may be different, but as as far as the panel goes, he has uh, a very an attitude or a presence that that draws you to him. So um, I felt their dynamic was great. While we're talking about companions
2: and we're talking about positive energy, I've got to just mention Jonathan Anderson and his vendor character Shannon. I'll, I'll start with you. What did you think of the actor, and and then what do you, do you think, or any speculation of who or what vendor may be?
0: I did not watch Game of Thrones, so I didn't recognize this guy. Although, he said I thought that he had some small part in Broadchurch. And I I was trying to figure out as who. He didn't, he wasn't familiar to me, so I'll have to go back and watch. Because, oh, you know, twist my arm, make me watch Broadchurch again. How dare you? But
2: wasn't he, (laughs) you don't mind me saying this real quick. Wasn't he dating the daughter uh, Jodie Whittaker's character's daughter maybe it, wasn't there a daughter yeah 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 I think he was her and boyfriend he built
0: her that special little
2: I think so I think that I'll go back
0: and look because I, I couldn't I couldn't picture him but I'm thoroughly excited about that character man I when he shows up in the costume he just looks so cool like that is one of the things I'm super excited about this season is like everybody just looks cool they just strong look, yeah yes. strong yeah. characters so they, I, I'm yeah Sorry, I'm not articulating this at all well, but I'm very excited. <laughs> no, but but,
2: but 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 excitement is good. Sometimes
1: non-articulation <laughs> is the best. Yes, so yes, that
0: picture right there.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. He, he has those, with the hair anyway, has those Killmonger mm-hmm. vibes. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> but but um, yeah, as far as him in Game of Thrones, he played this character called Grey Worm, who was bald-headed, a very... Uh, I'm qui- well, not quiet as the word. He's he's more of a subdued, subdued character. He mm. he didn't talk a lot. He was like the the leader of I forget the name of the army, but he was very tough and you know quiet, ball head chiseled and didn't say much the whole time. Wow. But he but he had a um no spoilers. For, well, I guess I'll spoil Game of Thrones a little bit. But but he does wind up getting in a relationship by the end of it. So we do see a, a little bit more of him. And he's also, I guess, a musician in real life, which mm-hmm. I've never heard mm-hmm. any of his music. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Um, but um, I'm very excited to see him play just a... What looks to be a very different character from what he was in Game of Thrones. Mm. And just seeing him in this short clip talk about how he was such a fan of Doctor Who growing up. And this is like a... You know, he, he's on of the biggest shows ever on television, Game of Thrones. But this is his dream show to be on. <laughs> and his, his... Again, you know, just like with Dan... <laughs> His excitement oozed over <laughs> and, and and just made you want to jump in and and see what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he looks looks badass in it. Look, yeah. look at that he looks almost,
0: He looks like he almost walked off the set of Serenity and joined Doctor Who. <laughs> yes, <you know>? yes,
2: <laughs> yes. I, I was sitting there listening, and I know everything he said. I'm assuming, I won't say I know, I'm assuming everything he said was pre-vetted before he said it. But I just got this feeling that Chibnall and Jody and the rest of them were sitting there going, "Oh wow, well, please don't! You know you're so excited. Don't release something." Yeah, it was, you know, because I was wondering did, where should he have released his name?
1: But it was pre-recorded, so I mean, they could have cut anything out. They really they could have cut it out. Very but good point. I, but he did say that he had a ship, so I'm getting strong smuggler a la han solo vibes from him okay mm-hmm. now
0: he also said something that interested me he said from the bottom of my heart," and they all kind of smiled and i thought "Is he, he did
1: a Time Lord? he did say that he did he say he that said absolutely something about hearts on the bottom and of he my heart and he said one hearts. other thing
0: too that made me think is he gonna be a another gallifreyan because <laughs> yeah and, they're and heading they, off to gallifrey right
1: they mentioned action hero when they were talking about his character too so i'm like Wow, this, this. I'm just really excited. Yeah. And, and again, like, I don't know if the from the bottom of my heart was just a Doctor Who pun.
0: Right. Exactly. It, exactly. He <laughs> fueled the speculation with it, though.
1: <laughs> oh, that is good because I'm
2: sitting here going, what if he is 14? Mm. Mm.
1: That would be crazy. He
2: said he has his own ship.
0: Yeah. We don't know that it's, but a, he yeah, we don't know that it's a TARDIS, but we don't know that it's yeah. not.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh See, I am not the absence of nothing is the presence right. of something, perhaps.
0: <laughs> I am not ready for Jody to walk away yet, but then that is never not true of any person yeah. who plays the doctor. So <sighs> Yes.
2: So let's go back to really, really quick and let's talk a moment. We're talking we've you know, we've covered Vendor and we've covered his excitement. But let's talk about this new trio. And we've kind of danced around it. There's a rumor, and and this could go anywhere, but that John Bishop's character, or Dan, is going to be related to a former companion. And that could be anybody. And there's really no speculation to do because they've not given us anything from it. But my question that I want to pose is... Would you guys have rather have seen Yaz and the Doctor alone, or would you rather have seen what we're going to be getting? Or does it really even matter?
0: That's an interesting question.
1: I think three is fine to have just two. We, I'd really, really have to be in love with the companion, and it do, it works, it works. But the the stories have to be very, very tight and well written, uh, which is not say so they couldn't do that. You know, I, I think I'm ready for him to come in and just kind of join them. I think that I wanted more Yaz yes from the end of last season. So um, just to have her for a little bit longer and, you know, throw somebody else in the mix, I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. It gives her Because she's been bouncing off of two other characters besides the Doctor her entire run. So it would be vastly different for her to just be by herself with the Doctor. With You know, it, it probably could have worked, but I'm interested to see what this dynamic brings.
0: What was it that he said about himself from this picture? Like, you guys look so cool, and I look like the guy who. He, there was some really funny comments he made. I, I look like yeah, the guy who's like,
2: cool. like he's somebody's dad, dad or a creepy uncle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it can't remember, like a,
0: but it was very funny. But yeah, he, he kind of well, doesn't a point. look that old. No, <laughs> no. I, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a fascinating dynamic. I'm really curious to see. And now that you said that about him possibly being related to an earlier. Now, of course, my brain is off somewhere else trying to figure out who that is. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But 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 I think
2: that would be very smart if they did do that. It's just a nod, even if it's random person's great grandson or grandson right. or cousin or whomever, just to have that little nod, that sort of how when we met Sarah Jane in series two, if you didn't know Sarah Jane, you still enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. If you knew Sarah Jane, you were geeking out going, that Sarah Jane.
0: Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
2: So Shannon, I want to point this next question to you first, which is, we find out, we already know that there were going to only be eight episodes. However, we now find out that this series will be eight chapters of one large story. As the writer, the producer of Oz-9. What do you think? I had to throw Oz-9 <laughs> in there. What did you have, what I have to, but what did you think, what do you think of that concept, doing it that way?
0: I, I'm curious how Doctor Who is generally written. I mean, do they map it out well in advance, it, more along the pantser version of, you know, things are kind of being written as we go? Because I'm curious, a lot of times it feels like things come back around, and you go, oh, that makes sense. Now from that episode, like, 15 shows ago or whatever. And so I always wonder how the, how they do it. Cause it seems to me like this is, this is writers who have time to sit down and actually plan out a full story arc rather than the sort of monster of the week. Stephen thing. Moffat. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm really curious to see how that's going to play out. It's going to be very different. It will also be maybe more bingeable for people who watch shows that way. You know, wait till the end and go back and watch the whole thing at once. So it'll be really it'll be interesting to see. You know, there's a tendency with that to leave more questions than answers and to to keep people coming back for the next episode. So we'll see how frustrating that gets. <laughs> but it's not like Doctor Who doesn't do that anyway, so. Uh
1: Chipno mentioned that this is the biggest and most ambitious story they've e- he's ever done. It excites me and it also scares me because I mean, we've been going back and reviewing some of the classic and we've made known that I'm not a classic person really. But with the classic stories, it's often four or more episodes, which one of those episodes by themselves is really not, um, is really not fulfilling in my part, in my point of view, at least from classic. Mm. So you'd have to get the whole thing in order to have, in order to get any, going anything from it really, to me, to me. And, um. Also, those stories are depend on cliffhangers, which I'm happy to see that come back. So that'll be exciting. But I just hope they do it in a way to where it's less like the classic series mm-hmm. overall story and more like these um maybe something like a uh just a Star Trek Discovery or something, where we have this whole Klingon War, which is the story of the season, but you know, the the individual episodes, uh the serialized episodes still have their own Uh, complete sub story Mm -hmm. and happy feeling at the end. (laughs) So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. So I'm hoping to go in that direction, less like classic cliffhanger. You're going to wait two weeks for a wait a week for the next part of the story, you know?
2: So I took from watching or listening to what they were saying and trying to think of the logistics. I took it as because of the pandemic you had here's, Let's just use Anderson for an example. Let's assume there's eight episodes and he is in five of those episodes. I felt like they met up at some point and everybody that was involved, he was there for one set of time. He did all the takes for episode one, episode three, episode four, episode six, episode, yeah. you know, whatever they are. You did them all at one time. Another group did all at one time. Etc. and so forth. So I think that leads to, from a storytelling point, an interesting thing that you don't usually get in modern television in the sense of you've got so many people doing so many things at so many times that you only get this actor Mm -hmm. for this amount of time at this time frame, and then they're off doing something else. And even if you can get them to come back in for reshoots, then you got a schedule, et cetera. I think you had maybe a lot more fluidity and possibility for yeah. Chibnall to write something having this restraint. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is I would rather have, instead of 13 episodes with three Bennies, <laughs> have eight episodes of fantastic absolutes. Mm.
0: Yeah, you know. it does put a lot more pressure on the on the story idea that's underlying the whole thread. So yes. we'll hope that there are no giant wasps in it. <laughs> <laughs> <So. Indeed.
2: laughs> Which is funny because I saw on Facebook two years ago today our episode of Unicorn and the Wasp came out <laughs> in our review of that so that's kind of interesting you said that because that was two years ago today oh, nice. as of this yeah. recording. One
0: thing that I am excited about though is I think that sometimes Chibnall's ideas are too complex for a single episode and it, they tend to get really dense and it's kind of hard to follow all the possible strings that are in there so I think it might be interesting to see, you know, spread over an eight episode arc how, how that gives him room to move and, and bring it all in
2: And maybe that's what Maybe you've hit on something. Maybe that's what Chibnall has been mentioning because we were all so excited because we love Broadchurch. Well, Mm. that's him with eight eight issues, with eight episodes, having that canvas paint his whatever story. That's a great point. You know, about to wrap up here, but I have a quick question. I want to know your hopes for Series 13. Any speculation and or hopes? Shannon, I'll start with you. Oh,
0: man. Hopes for Series 13. Do we know for sure that that this is uh, Jodie Whittaker's last season?
2: Rumored, but not Rumored confirmed. Rumored, but not confirmed.
0: Okay. Well, on the assumption that it might well be, I, I just want it to be up to her skills, up to her level, worthy of her, because I, I really think she's just wonderful. And I want her to go out with a really good, solid season, like with Doctor Who at its best.
1: Um, another thing they mentioned in the panel was um, they're going to be bringing back old monsters. So that's that's kind of the thing I'm excited to see, to maybe bring back some of the, the monsters that we've seen, you know, especially in the new Who for me that I know and love. So that that's going to be interesting. But overall, I, I totally agree with Shannon. Just have a great season for Jody because at the end of the day, I want the season to be done and I don't want... I want people to have few complaints. You know, why can't we get a Loki-esque Doctor Who season? And not in so much of I want it to be like Loki, but few people have complaints. <laughs> For the most part, everybody loves it. And and even if you say like a Game of Thrones, some of those seasons are rock solid. Nobody really hates it. So I just really want Doctor Who to get back to where we can get a season where everybody's on board. And it's not as divisive as it's been. You know that—that's my hope. So here's my hope.
2: I'm—I'm I'm going to go back to Peter Capaldi as the example. Peter Capaldi's first two series had a, an oh, it was raining, a thundering. <laughs> yeah, uh, Peter Capaldi had an interesting, a different dynamic, a differently perceived dynamic with Clara. Awesome actress, awesome actor, or awesome actors both, however you want to categorize. When he had his last season with Nardle and Bill. The entire dynamic changed. And for me, it presented an entirely different 12th Doctor, a, a, a facets of him that we didn't get to see with the previous, you know, two people that were interacting. Mm-hmm. So having said that, I hope that same thing that happened for me in 10 happens in 13 so that I can get a different appreciation for 13 than what i had now yeah. again i think jody whitaker is awesome but i'm i'm warning what i saw in the panel to be what we see on the screen you know that that excitement between mandip gill and jody whitaker i want that camaraderie and excitement between yaz and the doctor you put that on the screen you it's a winning those three Four would be awesome. It would be don't ever leave combo. Yeah. If you can take the actor's excitement and translate it to the characters, that would be like hands down probably one of the best, mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and I'll, I'll just add, less people to juggle, it may um, op- give that opening that you're looking for because we can focus on the Doctor more mm-hmm. instead of having so many characters to try to juggling to the Mm -hmm. storyline oh good point that's so
2: So, in closing i have a couple of quick questions for you guys if you could have a cameo or an appearance by any former character in this series could be classic could be current could be friend could be foe if you could bring back any character within the whole of doctor who for series 13 even if it's nothing more than a cameo who would it be, Shannon Perry? You get to go first.
0: I, there are I, I, so many, but I would love to see this doctor versus Missy. Ooh, I think that could be quite interesting. <laughs> I loved her appreciation of <laughs> Missy. Yeah, she, by
1: the way, she name dropped Missy in the panel. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Ooh, and was that intended? I know, I, as a they did say they mm. were bringing somebody back. I, Michelle Gomez is just she is so <laughs> freaking perfect in that role. I love her. Yes. All right, Clarence.
1: I'm a little torn on this answer because if you would have asked me this a couple of months ago, I would have said Captain Jack. Um, mm. But, but I don't know about that now. So, it would, but we did get Captain Jack back. Well, you know, I, I want more Captain Jack. <laughs> but, 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 but now I'm going to have to say uh, I know she'll never probably come back. But Jenna Coleman is Clara, I would love to see come back, if not just for an episode. I mean, she's out there with a the TARDIS, right? We can bring her back, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Just go eat at the yeah. diner. There you Can go. Can we get
0: Billy Piper and David Tennant as the other 10? The, oh. the one from the hand? Ooh.
1: <laughs> Maybe for 60. Oh, yeah. Let's go into parallel universes. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> now, that's you're really talking Loki if you're going that <laughs> route. Oh, who would I bring back? You know, I'm torn, and it's between two people, but... And I think I'm going to probably, I'm glad I'm sitting down, but I think this is probably going to be a shocker, but I think I would bring back Donna Noble. Mm. I love Donna yeah. Noble. And I had forgotten how much, because with him being a comedian, I remember the last time I had a comedian join and I said, oh, we don't need somebody that's a comedian joining Doctor Who. It'll never work. I'll hate her. I'll hate her. I'll hate her. I love <laughs> Donna Noble.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, you know, I would, everybody would probably assume I would say River Song, but no, I really won't. I think I would love to see And I have
0: to say, I think so many of us would love for them to heal that wound. Like, the way she (sighs) left was so painful and just so soul-destroying. And it's like, come back and heal the Donna Noble wound for us, please. Mm.
2: Ooh, and would that be, that would be an... Utter brilliance from a writing perspective. If you want to sell that doctor, heal the audience's wound. That's that's actually good.
1: What if we healed all the wounds?
0: That could be a season. Maybe (laughs) one day. (laughs) Go back and tie up some loose ends. mm. Fix some things. Yeah.
2: So. So I was speculating. So whenever I wrote down that question, so this is this will be my speculation. When I wrote down that question of saying, you know, what do you want to happen and who might come back, what I wonder if they will throw us a left curve, so to speak, mm-hmm. is the master lies, the master is manipulative, what if the master is really the timeless child, not the doctor? And the reason the master is so crazy is because the master was killed over and over and over and over and over as a child by uh, the the woman that was trying to get the regeneration effect. What if he's the timeless
0: child? Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I'm just.
2: (laughs) Interesting.
0: (laughs) Very interesting. I had a question for you guys. Do you mind if I take over your your position for just a second, Kyle? I would love to know the answer to this. If you were traveling with the doctor, would you stand back, stay away, go to the TARDIS and stay there or any of the other fruitless commands that the doctor is always giving to his companions? Or would you like the companions follow her knowing full well that you'll probably end up running for your life?
1: <sighs> <Claire. laughs> uh, I think you just got to be ready to run. <laughs> um, to, to, to stay in a TARDIS would be to, to stay at home to me, you know, mm-hmm. um, you you gotta get out there and run now i don't know if i'd be so bold as some of the companions like clara or um you know even even rose to a certain extent to run out there by myself and <laughs> try to play <laughs> play doctor you know i don't know if i do that but but i definitely be to be down to to try to go go fix some things and get into some touch with the doctor i think that'd be fun i think you
2: would and uh, because one thing that i've notice that is the arc of every companion, is the doctor makes the companion grow. Mm. So you may not say you're saying, oh, I may not. But I think by being in the presence of the doctor and doing the things, Mm. I think that would make you do. I'm going to be funny (laughs) and say what I said several episodes ago when I said something similar, which was, I wonder if I would be a companion in the first place. Because would the doctor choose me? Because I would be on the. I would be probably more of a master companion <laughs> oh, because boy. I would be sitting there going, "Hmm, you can regenerate. <laughs> how can I get that power?"
1: Mm.
2: I, I'm just being honest. I would probably be sitting there trying to figure out how because I would want, that. Would be so. I would think that would be so cool. If I could, ooh, let me go do something and regenerate or something. <laughs> I think that would be cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely an interesting question, though, because I, w- I would think um, Rory would probably stay in the TARDIS if given a choice. Right, right. Or Mickey would stay Mickey, in the TARDIS yeah, if Mickey given was, a choice. <laughs>
0: definitely you have to Yeah, Nordle yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Nordle. Good question. Good well, question. So, you. any other questions from either of you before we wrap?
1: When does the season start?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Coming later in 2021, yeah, as of this recording. She
0: kept telling us like what channel it would be on, but not when. <laughs> I mm. wonder when.
2: So I'm going to speculate that it will be in mid to late October.
1: Eight episodes.
2: Eight episodes. Mm. Ending around Thanksgiving, give or take. That'll be my um uh, Do you gut. think they'll do a Christmas special? I may be wrong. I- I've not heard that they mm. are. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last thing that I have to say for you guys is where else might you be found on the internet? And Shannon, I will start with you. Uh, where else can you be found on the internet? Uh,
0: well, if anybody listens to the show for 5 minutes, they'll know where to find me cuz Kyle is so awesome about saying so uh, oz-9.com.
2: Yep. And l- you can listen to episode 60 where she tries to like collapse along for me. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence Brown, what about you?
1: Uh, I will say uh, just check out DiscussingComics.com where we recently dropped a Loki review of season one. Uh, so, uh, yeah, check that out. Also, we have a Black Widow review up there. Oh, so sweet. if you want to check those out, you can go to DiscussingComics.com or uh, search for that in any of your you know your podcast players. And you know what? I will, since
2: we've been talking Loki and Doctor Who, and we've kind of compared them ever so slightly... Clarence and I have a video on YouTube on the Discussing Who, or excuse me, Discussing Network YouTube channel, which most likely are watching this on right now, so you will already know that. But go check out our video where we compare and contrast a little bit about Doctor Who and Loki. So that is us, Shannon. As always, it is an absolute pleasure thank you to having you here and this was fun not doing a usual review so Cole Baines, thank you for jumping in and joining us always appreciate thank you thank you love being with you so for everyone listening thank you for spending some time with us you did not have to do that and we appreciate it and as always we will be back next time you've been listening to the discussing network Find out more at discussingnetwork.com.